Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In response to a wave of discriminatory anti-GBTQ laws in southern states in the divisive 2016 election, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus embarks on a tour of the American Deep South. Led by conductor Dr. Tim Zelig and joined by the Oakland Interfaith Gospel Choir, the tour brings a message of music, love, and acceptance to communities and individuals confronting intolerance. And with that, we're joined today by the director of Gay Chorus Deep South. That would be David Charles Rodriguez. He joins us to talk about expectations and realities that comes with traveling to communities with the hope of changing hearts and minds. David Charles Rodriguez, welcome to Film School Radio. Hi, so nice to meet you. And as well, as well. Well, tell me a little bit about where you came into this project for um, Gay Chorus Deep South. Absolutely. Um, you know, after the 2016 elections, the divisiveness of the country really shook me more than anything else. And, you know, when trying to find stories that were hopeful and that could really create this bridge and make a difference, um, I encountered, you know, in the news, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus announcing a tour to the most discriminatory states, which happened to be in the South. And when I read deeper and, and after I met the chorus, I felt like there was a real chance of, of creating some sort of dialogue and some sort of connection through the power of music and the power of travel as well. Um, between these two communities, you know, quote-unquote, the liberal coast and the conservative south. And, and the reality is that the, the differences that we think we have are way less than, than the ones that are made out to be. You know, I think what's an important part of what you just described regarding the film and regarding the participants in the film is that the overture, the going to the place where the people who you who are perceived to be intolerant live. So making that sort of journey, that effort to be on their, essentially their turf and in their communities probably makes a big difference in in getting to where they hope to get. Is that fair? Yeah. Yes, that's absolutely fair. So, okay, so you so you, you contacted, was your first phone call when you were deciding whether or not to, to move forward with this? Did you Dr. Tim Zelig, or how did how did that sort of unfold for you in terms of yeah. folding you into this uh, this project of theirs? Yeah, my, my producer Bud Johnston got in touch with Chris Verdugo, who's the executive director of the chorus, and then um, the the two of them plus me and Tim all met up. And what was interesting is that you know knowing that you know you know we had a, a modest budget and a small team and. Um, I wasn't going to be able to capture and follow all 300 members of the chorus. So what I did was I sat down and I, you know, I wrote these little dream, you know, chorus members, <clears throat> and I wrote 20 of them. And when I sat down with with Tim and Chris, they saw that, and every single person that I kind of dreamt up was an actual real life member of the chorus. And I think that really helped them understand that, oh wow, these guys, these guys get us, and these guys want to tell a story. That's not about a tour, that's not about a chorus, but that's about people, right? The people, the individual members of the chorus and the people from the South kind of coming together through these concerts and through this tour. And that's really what kind of solidified, you know, our, our relationship with the chorus 
And then for me personally, you know, when we went to film the chorus for the first time, it was a rehearsal of theirs. And I'll never forget the feeling of walking into this room. You know, it was this beautiful, it was a, it was an art school in San Francisco. It used to be a former church. And, um, and they're in this giant hall, you know, this kind of performance hall. And there's 300 men of, you know, not just gay men, but every type of person you can imagine. You know, every type of race, of style, of body shape, of personality, of age. And they're all there, all celebrating each other, accepting each other, and, and then singing in, in unison and creating this beautiful harmony, this group of misfits. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, this is, this is even bigger, you know, than a story of a, of a gay chorus, you know, touring in the South. This is really a story of, of celebrating the other, right? And in and, and every shape and form, you know, from the civil rights movement to the, to the equal rights movement. You know, I really wanted to show every trace of humanity, you know, giving them representation and, and, and having them being celebrated for, being, for choosing to be together and for choosing to, to celebrate each other. One of the things that comes across in the film Gay Course Deep South is that power of music and the power of community. And whichever side of the cultural divide that we may be, you may be thinking you're on, but the power of music is, it's undeniable. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt that they, they sound incredible. They are a, an amazing uh, collection of musical voices. And uh, so when you're on the road, where was the first place you went to was Mississippi or Jackson. Alabama? Where, where'd you go Jackson, first? Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi. First, first stop, yep. And what was that like, the first, sort of the first concert? What, what, is, what did that feel like? And it's sort of leading up to it, and then the concert itself, and then the aftermath. And it was at that point, I'll just sort of jump ahead here, and it was at that point, did you realize that you were really on to something? in terms of what your project was going to be about. That was that first night like. I think it was, you know, everyone was nervous. Everybody had just arrived, I think, the night before. So we were still just, just immersing ourselves in that, in that southern world. And, and I think Mississippi was the perfect first stop because it is the most southern place of all the places we went to. It's sadly the poorest capital in America. It sadly has the worst laws in the books in America. Um, it's sadly the most conservative, you know, spot of all the places we went to. But in a way, it was, you know, being the first place, it was a test. And nobody knew what to expect. You know, they knew that ticket sales were, were doing well, but, you know, they didn't know if people would show up or not. And if there were, you know, anything would happen, if there would be protesters. It, it, on, the, on that stop, there were no protesters. And um, there were, you know, there were some threats of protesters saying they were going, but nobody showed up. Once the music started, you could just see people in the audience and, and everything. Everyone became one, you know. It, it was truly a profound moment of unity, you know. And, and then, you know, individually, you know, one of the featured members that we, we focused on was Jimmy White, who's from Jackson and who's, who had been estranged from his father, and his father came to see him perform for the first time ever. And they hadn't spoken in over eight years. And so on top of everything being this magic, magical performance, you know, and, and, and people all kind of coming together. And there weren't just, you know, LGBTQ people. There were church-going people. There were every type of person. Because they were playing in these big concert halls that have, you know, and, and in these small towns, not small towns, but in these smaller capitals, that's where, 
you know, the community goes, right? So yeah. there's a lot of people that are members of it. So it's not necessarily that you're preaching to the choir. You know, there were there were many, many walks of life there. And that's the, that's the moment that it really hit me that, you know, we can truly make a difference, you know, not, not create a, a everlasting transformation through this, but creating a first step, you know, creating a first step, a first conversation, and knowing that those people were going to leave that concert and go into their own homes and go into their own communities and bring that love and acceptance um, was really the, the, the part that gave us hope and that led us to believe that we were, we were on the right path. Yeah. I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with David Charles Rodriguez. He's the director of the film Gay Chorus Deep South. And for those who are interested in finding out more about the film and where it is screening or, or just information about it, you can go to gaychorusdeepsouth.com to find out more. The film is opening here in Los Angeles today, Friday, November 1st, at the Monica Film Center here in Los Angeles, actually Santa Monica to be more correct, and it is rolling out across the country over the next at least couple of weeks to a number of different states, including overseas. I, that's where I was trying to get to uh, Zurich, Switzerland. It's opening, and also in Windsor, Canada. If you happen to be listening to the sound of our voices here today, um, you will be. You should be looking for it, and also in Ireland. So, it's a uh, it's becoming an international um, uh, opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny, you know, um, we've been very blessed with the festival circuit. You know, the film is in over around, the last time I checked, we were in a, over 125 festivals um, around the world. It's both a beautiful thing to be able to bring this message, but it's also hard to bring this film there and to understand that this, this, this same divisiveness, this same moment in time that we're facing in America is going on in many places in the world. You know, I just got back from Brazil. Um, I'm, I'm half Brazilian. I grew up in Brazil. So it was really meaningful to bring the film to the Sao Paulo Film Festival to me. You know, but I didn't know what to expect either. You know, I had no idea if people, you know, it's a very, it's, you know, it's an American story, right? But every single person had an incredible, you know, ovation at the end. And everyone who would come up to me completely understood the message and and said that they really needed that message in in brazil right now because they were going through a similar um situation well so it's really really special to be able to to do that yeah and unfortunately they have a, a a president who is very similar to our president in terms of his divisive messaging and his policies and there's so many things that are so anti-humanitarian about uh, him and his politics so uh, that's encouraging to hear hear what you're talking about. Um, for people who are, you mentioned the awards, it's it's won a number of audience awards at film festivals like Tribeca, Berkshire, and Reverse City, which is Michael Moore's um, uh, film festival. So I, I think that's got to be pretty heartening to win audience awards for a film like this. I would think that that just kind of reinforces the notion that you're do, you're on the right track. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's that's really the the true award that I want to be winning because you know we made this film about people for for as many people as possible to to watch and be inspired. And um, uh, yeah, last night I heard that we also won the audience award at the New Orleans Film Festival, um, and we won throughout many other festivals in the South, including Birmingham, Alabama. For me, you know, there's nothing more meaningful than to get that audience. That yeah. reassurance that, you know, what we're doing is, is really affecting people and that they can go and, and spread that message to their own communities. Yeah, we're, we're um, I think we won 26 um, awards so far. 
Uh, most of them audience awards and a few um, other awards. And fantastic. And, and just what you just described, I, I, I'm certain you didn't make this movie to essentially preach to the converted, to essentially talk with people who are the, the coast, the left coast people, if you will. And so it's good to hear that, that that's where you're you've been doing well in terms of um, uh, the audience, the audiences and their embracing of it. It was so important for me to give an authentic voice to the South. And um, so we spent, you know, a couple months before the tour in the South with my team, my film team there, and then a month after the tour. Um, and, you know, the, the most gratifying feedback we've been getting from the audiences in the South is that, wow, finally, you know, a film that gets us, that was able to portray us, um, you know, in all of our dimensions. Um, so that, for me, that, that has been seriously the greatest feedback. Um, and we've been interviewing some people after the screenings and, and kind of capturing those moments in those stories of people interacting with the film. Oh, fantastic. Um, fantastic. Well, in the last minute or so that I have with you, uh, I, I want to make sure people understand that the, the film is about a number of different stories that, that are sort of threads within the film uh, that are told. You mentioned Jimmy at one uh, early on in, in, in the estrangement with his father uh, and how that sort of plays out. But there are a number of other very compelling stories in the film about people who... Uh, are connecting with family members and or just um, people approaching the the uh, project or to the people in in the project about their own stories. Um, one of the ones that I thought was pretty interesting was the reaction that you got at the Baptist Southern Baptist Church and Pastor uh, Jim Dant, and also the interview at the radio station that was by its own account very conservative. <laughs> That was when I believe Tim uh, Zelig was there doing an interview. And so there, those, I mean, while it's certainly not the whole story, it's certainly not going to suddenly turn people who have expressed anti-gay, anti-lesbian send, sentiments, going to turn them around immediately, but it is chipping away at some of those some of those stereotypes, right? But those two yeah. struck me, the, the interview at the radio station and the reaction of the crowd, as well as Pastor Jim Dant at the uh, Southern Baptist Church. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's th those are the two moments that for me are really the heart of the film of, you know, it, it, it challenged us to judge our own judgment, right? That's it's funny, because, you know, we were talking about making this film, not just for, you know, the liberal coast, but in some ways, it's it's even more effective in the in the liberal co coast and for people like myself and us, because it really, sh it really creates reconsideration of what we think the South is. You know, and, and I think those two moments really, really do it. It's interesting, the radio the radio show, when we were filming it, you know, we left the station and we were like, oh, damn, like, we didn't get it. <laughs> you know, we thought <laughs> there, we were going to have this epic battle. And it was really the genius of, of, of our editor, Jeff Gilbert, who, you know, saw that scene and, and saw the, the, the non, you know, the non-on-air on moment of the scene, which is really the turning point in the film and, and, and the thing that makes for me, in my opinion, makes this film so different and special is, you know, is, is creating this reconsideration of, of what the South is and what even what conservative is, you know, we all we all try, we all kind of blend everything into one thing. And, and, and the reality is that, you know, we're, we're, we're many shades of, of colors. Right. And, and then, you know, the, the church scene, you know, that was truly, you know, that was truly a surprise, you know, them getting invited was the first big surprise, but you know, we had no idea what was going to happen. We had no idea if a single person was going to show up without giving too much away. 
when the performance, after the performance, people from the church would come up to me and say um, they hadn't seen the church that full of people and full of energy since Christmas. That's probably the only time they see the church that way. Yeah. And and, and that representation is priceless. And we went on to um, do a screening in Greenville um, that was coordinated by Pastor Jim Dan to 2,000 people at their Center for the Arts. Wow. Well, that's, well, congratulations on all of those things. Um, th- I want to thank you so much for for being here today. The film, again, is uh, Gay Chorus Deep South. Uh, we've been speaking with the director, uh, David Charles Rodriguez, and the film, just to re- recount here, the film is opening here in Los Angeles at the uh, the Monica Film Center, Lemley. It's a Lemley Theater in, in Santa Monica starting Friday, November 1st. That's today. And uh, you should check it out and go to gaychorusdeepsouth.com if you're interested in finding out more about the film. David, thank, thank you, you so much. thank you so much for being here on Film School Radio. Absolutely, I really appreciate it. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.